0: Ah, hello, hello, my beautiful little scrub squad members. I miss you all so incredibly much. I know it has been a hot minute since we have talked, but we are going to do all of the catching up today. So I know that I have been MIA for a little bit. The last episode that I recorded was about how to prep for your medical school interview because I had one, and I unfortunately... Did not get into the school that I interviewed at and it was a really hard experience um, to say the least. I actually found out on a Saturday at like 8 53 a.m. which that's the great thing to wake up to, a huh? rejection from what ended up being one of your top medical schools and the only interview you had at the moment. Um, And I was not home with my family. I actually was over at a friend's house um, for the weekend. I was away visiting somebody, so that was really tough. And I, of course I didn't want to ruin the weekend or make the weekend all about me and school, so I actually kept it to myself and didn't tell anybody for about a day and a half, almost two days. and. So I was just internally combusting (laughs) alone for about two days, but it was okay. I ended up telling my friend um, on FaceTime. One of my friends called me on FaceTime to talk about something else, and then I couldn't hold it in, and I told her, and eventually ended up telling the person whose house I was at um, later on Sunday night. And then when I got home on Monday morning, I told my parents, and I had a really, really long session of crying. I cried. The whole drive home, it was like two hours from my friend's house to home on Monday morning because I think it just really hit me because I was holding in my emotions for so incredibly long. I was holding them in for basically a whole two days. Um, that, That car ride home, I just absolutely lost it and it was just a complete flood of emotions of sadness and disappointment and just everything. And then I got home and having to tell my parents and, you know, obviously they were really disappointed for me and it was just... It was just a lot of emotion and you know feelings and everything in the matter of 72 hours and then I actually had to go work at the hospital for eight hours um after getting home and telling them and crying it all out but you know I definitely felt a lot less anxious and a lot less lost after you know getting home and finally telling my parents and Crying it out and kind of having the conversation of just being so confused about what do I do next because I did find out in the middle of March or kind of towards the end of March um, and you know obviously the cycle's coming to a close which means I most likely will not be getting in the cycle and will be having to reapply this upcoming cycle which is super soon so it was just so much panic and so much confusion and so much just like oh my god what am I supposed to do now like what am I gonna do I don't have time to you know my personal opinion my MCAT is not the best so that's probably one of my weakest points on my application so it's March I don't have time to now study and retake the MCAT like like just I don't have time to do all these crazy things to revamp my application like what am I gonna do now But like I said, getting home, talking out with my parents, I just talked through everything in my head and, you know, I thought about it at work and by the next day on Tuesday I went to work at my other job which is in an office and I came home with an entire plan. I knew what I had to do, what I had to get done, um, what I wanted to do to try to enhance my application for this upcoming cycle so quickly and that's what I'm going to talk about with you guys today is... You know, sometimes that's just the reality of the situation and what we're doing. Applying to medical school is not easy and it's not completely uncommon for people to have to take two, three cycles sometimes. I'm hoping that's not the case for me. I'm hoping, you know, it's just two at this point. Um, but sometimes sometimes life has other plans for you and I'm a after I was sad, you know, I took my time to process my emotions. I was really, I would say, out of it for like two weeks. I was really bummed out. Um but again, I'm a big believer and everything happens for a reason. I'm a big believer in things that are meant for you will not pass you by. And so I just have to trust this process and trust and believe that there was a reason I didn't get in this year and there's a reason that I'm gonna have another gap year and you know, maybe the school I interviewed at wasn't the perfect school for me. It wasn't the one that was meant for me. Maybe there's another one out there that is the school that I'm supposed to be at, you know? And that doesn't just go for me. That goes for everybody else out there too who's going through this exact same thing or who didn't get in the cycle or who is stuck on wait lists. You know, it's just what we're doing is a crazy long and hard process and it's when it's your turn and when it's your time, it's going to come for you because... All you can do in the meantime is put in all the hard work and then when it's time, it's time. The universe will make it happen because you've done everything that you're supposed to do. So what am I doing now? What steps am I taking now to get my new application out in such a short period of time? So first things first, I made a list of people I want to ask for a letter of recommendation. That's always something you want to get on top of. I'll probably ask for them, um... Within the next week, definitely by the first week of April, I need to have my asking letters out. Um, that way they can get it back to me by the middle of May. Since you can't submit your application until March 20th, or May 27th or whatever that date is anyway, i got to double check it now. Um, having the letter of recommendation right now is not essential to me. So I'll try to get them back in by, or I'll have my letter writers submit them. I'll ask them maybe like May 10th or something or May 15th. So, first off, letter of recommendation. Second off, I am starting to do some e-shadowing. I have a lot of shadowing through my jobs, but it's not really direct shadowing. So, I'm just doing that so I can get a little bit more exposure and be able to talk about a little bit more exposure to different fields and such. Um, I'm doing it through Med School HQ. Dr. Ryan Gray just has them. They're actually, I went to a couple so far. They're pretty good. Um, I've seen a DO and a couple MDs, and they're pretty informative, and I really learned a lot about the DO profession. I really liked it. I also, it's something I wanted to do in my gap year this year anyway, but I'm finally now getting the chance to, or I'm now getting the extra push to do it. I am taking a Spanish medical terminology class. Because where I work, we do have a lot of people come in that only speak Spanish. I work in an emergency room, and it's really hard that you know when you can't communicate with somebody because you don't speak the same language. So, this is something I've wanted to do for a really long time, and I'm happy that I'm finally getting the extra push to do it. Um, I'm actually really liking it so far. Um, It's on your completely on your own pace and everything, and I really like it. I'm learning a lot of words, and it's really cool when at work I can. Speak and practice it which is perfect and it's really a really cool feeling when I say something and the patient actually understands me um you know basic communication but it's really cool and I'm really liking it so I'm really happy I decided to do it another thing that I am looking into is master's programs for my now extra cap year um, like I said since my MCAT in my opinion is not the best I think it's really important to show that I can excel in upper level classes, so I definitely am looking into taking a master's. And also, I've been out of school for a whole year now, Um, I'm a nerd, I honestly kind of miss it, and I also would like to take one, just because I feel like, especially if I take one that is related to, you know, medicine and stuff, I'm looking at master's in medical science as well as there's some in medical physiology and pharmacology and stuff like that. Um, I feel like it'll be a good prep and just like basis and foundation for medical school considering I've all have been out of school for two years if I don't take anything so and then I'm also looking for a scribe job. I have a job as an emergency room technician and I currently work for a research foundation but I just think I want to do something a little different, I want to start shaking things up, so I'm probably going to look for a scribe job as well, um, on top of my other jobs. And I'll just have three, because my one at the Research Foundation is part-time, and then I'm per diem at the hospital as an emergency room tech, even though right now I work one to two days a week, so I'm trying to get a per diem scribe job as well. And yeah, so that's all things that I'm doing that are going to help me get new experiences, and will help me, you know, academically in the upcoming months. I did consider doing a one-on-one advising call with, you know, a medical school advisor um, through one of the applications like MedSchoolHQ or MAP.com, but they're just so expensive. So as of now, I'm going to hold off, um, but maybe when I finalize and make all the edits to my new personal statement and new application, I will hire somebody to go over it because maybe I missed the ball on it or maybe I missed the mark this time around, so I definitely want to have somebody in medicine look over that. So speaking of application, that is the other thing, the big, biggest thing I have to do that I think is going to be the most confusing for me is to revamp my entire application. So I'm going to have to rewrite my personal statement, um, which I was really bugging out about because I was like, my reason for wanting to go into medicine is still the same as it was a year ago. But I... I was on a run, I'm I'm not turning for a half marathon, Um, I'm channeling all my sadness and anger into running. Um, I was on one of my runs and I just, you know, got a bunch of ideas about what I wanted to put in my personal statement this time around and so at least I have a direction and I think it's gonna come out really good and I think it's really gonna, you know, portray why I want to be a doctor and I'm definitely gonna include some parts from my old one in it um, that I really liked. And yeah, hopefully just rewrite it, make sure it's all good and stuff. So I'm going to do that. And then something I'm really confused about is how I'm going to rewrite all my activities. Um, I, don't, I don't really know how I'm going to go about that yet. I got to look up some stuff on YouTube, see if I can find anything. Because, um, you know, my activities, they don't really change. So maybe I'll just make some minor edits to them here and there. Um if anybody listening is a reapplicant or has any tips or knows of any videos to watch regarding this, definitely please shoot me a DM cuz that's something I'm still looking into and trying to figure out. But as of that, I think that's pretty much covers everything regarding reapplying and how I'm going about it and everything. So, yeah, you know, if anybody else is in this boat, I'm sorry It definitely sucks it definitely takes a toll on your mental health and just you know it takes a toll on your belief in yourself and if you can do this and you know it definitely made me doubt myself for a hot minute and it made me doubt if this was really the path I wanted to go down and if I really wanted to do this all again but at the end of the day you know you've put so much work into this and, and, you know, you prep for the MCAT and you took the MCAT, you studied for it all those months and you filled out the application and did the secondaries and spent all the money and don't just let rejection completely crush your dream and your want and desire to pursue being a doctor. And, you know, that's definitely what it did for me for a hot minute. Um, and that's definitely what it's done to me this year. It's definitely diminished my want and my like desire to do this and it's made me question if I really want to take the path to becoming a physician. But at the same time, getting the rejection has really fueled my fire a little bit. Um, It's really made me be like, okay, you know what? I want to do this. Like, I'm doing this. Just because I got no's doesn't mean I can't do it. And it just really, it made me dig deep and think, is there anything else I really want to do besides this? And the answer is no. Like, at the end of the day, I want to be a doctor. So I don't have another choice but to buck up and... Take the steps necessary to do what you gotta do to get in the next cycle. And it's just, it's all part of the process. Like I said, and that the quote for this episode is going to be, whatever is meant for you will not pass you by. You just have to strongly believe in that, you have to believe in yourself, and you have to believe in all the hard work that you've put in for pretty much the past however many years to get to the point you're at. And take a little bit of pride that you even made it this far, because some people don't. Some people give up before they even get here. So give yourself a little bit of grace because you do deserve it, whether you think so or not. And it took me a really long time to realize I do deserve to give myself that bit of grace and I do deserve to give myself that, you know, bit of a tiny pat on the back, like, hey, you, you made it this far. So if this cycle did not work out for you, I'm sorry. (laughs) So far it has not worked out for me either. And I'm assuming it's not gonna, unless some crazy act of God But, you know, just keep believing in yourself and in your dreams. And don't give up on them. Because at the end of the day, the only person who's going to stop you from getting you to where you want to be is you. And don't ever stop. I miss you guys. I'm happy to be back. And I will catch you next week. Bye-bye.